Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Enjoying the drive back from God's country. Was up visiting uh, the deserted ghost town of Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I bet it is rather deserted. Uh, not like Rock Auto's website, which is never deserted. And we'll talk about Rock Auto here in just a little bit. But I think we'll start off with some basketball news, Jimmy, because it's some big news. And uh, I think all Alabama fans are pretty damn happy right now. Uh, Alex Tichu, is that how we're saying this? I think it's shy. I think it's shy, but I've, I've known of this kid's existence for all of a week. So, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sure, but I think it's shy. There's a chai in there somewhere. <clears throat> okay. I mean, I, you know, if you're good with it, I'm good with it, whatever. I mean, um, but it, we, it's we been, can pull a Marcel Darius French. and refuse. We can pull a Marcel Darius and refuse to change how we pronounce his name. Yeah, I I took French, and um, but I wasn't real French? good at it. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. I got well, a French cousin, man. <laughs> well, but you tell but me how, to say, how would you say it? That doesn't look French to me. It doesn't go That's by Alex. Problem. Is that French? Alex isn't French. I think, but you have Alex. you see you. You can say Alex, and then you have to go on or something like that, or you know, <laughs> you, you can't just say Alex. I mean, that doesn't do anything for you. Hard to say Alex and make it sound like a like a croissant or, or some other French word we all know. It's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to. It's hard to to throw the throw the uh, the accent on it. But yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll look into how to say it. I guess to be polite, but. I sort of like our uh, precedent of, you know, Marcel Darius. We've said that for six years. The guy comes out after he's in the NFL and says, by the way, it's Darius. It's not Darius. And we're like, too late, too late, too late to change now. So, we're, we, you know, I, I haven't called him Darius one time. It's, it's Marcel Darius. That's what we, we called him for six years. We're not changing now. So, so we'll just uh, pick a pronunciation and we'll go with it. And if he says it's wrong, that's, uh, that's too bad. That sounds like, hey, that, that's his opinion. If he, <laughs> It's just an opinion piece. Um, we have a right to our that, opinion. Yeah. That reminded me of two things. First of all, in the Simpsons episode when, um, you know, they do these little episodes where uh, they sort of go back in time or, you know, not literal time travel, but sort of like the Simpsons as uh, the yeah flashback. And the and Lisa was Joan of Arc. And um, Lisa goes to uh, to her dad, Homer, whoever, whatever he was, Homer of Ark or whatever, I guess. <laughs> and um, he, uh, she said, you know, I had a dream that and God spoke to me that I'm supposed to lead the French to victory. And Homer said, Joan, we're French. What is victory? We don't even have a word for it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Let's hope we're not still repeating that story two years from now. Uh, and then the other one was... Um, a Louis C.K. bit when he was talking about how Columbus, this this joke isn't quite as funny anymore, but how when Columbus <laughs> landed in the Americas, um, you know, he landed on the shore and said, hey, y'all are Indians. And they're like, no, we're not Indians. And he's like, what do you mean you're not Indians? Ah, you're Indians. And he said, we just kept calling them that. They're not Indians. And he said, it's just stuck. And so that's like yep. Darius or Darius or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't yep, even know yep. what's right anymore. So, Me neither, but we're not changing it now. Alex Tachai. Who told you it Chai. was Alex Tachai, by the way? Uh, Tell me why. Uh, I, I added, uh, I, know, I, I think 
I was watching a video and I, I, I heard someone say his name in the background and that's what it sounded like to me. I mean, that's, there's no that's, way that's, literally. that's what that is. Maybe that's I'm the nickname. I'm looking at his name right now. TC, TCHI. Yeah, but then he has a K-O-U. I mean, you just leave off three letters at the end oh, because oh, it's convenient well, well, I'm going for by you. His nickname. No, 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 no. What I meant was his nickname. I mean, like, I think I think people call him Chai. Like, people called Talia Leah. I think people oh, call okay, him so Chai. Maybe it's Alex so, to Chaiku. Chaiku. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. That's exactly right. I, I'm going by the nickname. I, I think people call him Chai. But is it to Chaiku or just Chaiku? I think it's Chaiku. That's what I'm going okay. with. And and again, if the kid corrects me, then everyone has the right to their opinion who's saying it right, him or me. Okay, I'm down with that. It really doesn't matter because I'll tell you what he is. is a sack he's full of be. French Austin. Oh, God, he's good. <laughs> he's ridiculous. Yeah, what I'm going to say is like totally over the top because that's what I do. But I'm dead serious when I say it. But I think he is the most skilled big guy we've ever signed and by ever i mean ever i mean i only go back to the mid 80s but i'll include leon douglas reggie king all those guys from the 70s i never saw play who were clearly awesome players it's hard coming up with a bama comp to him it's so easy in football we can sign a six-star freak in football and then we have a bama comp to him every time we're like oh he's julio jones or He's like John Hanna or he's like Joe Namath. I mean, but in Alabama basketball, it's kind of hard to come up with comps for clear for kids who clearly have first round ability. And the only thing I can come up with, and it's not even perfect, but in terms of a skill set, he reminds me a lot of Robert Ory. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of Robert Ory in him because to me, Horry was a guy who showed up with a body of a power forward, a four, and he blocked shots and he rebounded. But Robert Horry was really a three in the NBA. He was a small forward in the NBA. And I think that's what this kid is. He's going to show up a 6'11 inside guy. But his skill set is, is, is like of a perimeter player. And, and it, it's hard. There just hasn't been a 6'11 guy at Alabama that is really comfortable out around the arc, handling the ball, passing the ball. I tell you, all the good comparisons are NBA freaks. And that's not a fair thing to do to the kid. But when I watch him, I, I'm reminded of Ben Simmons, who was the first pick mm -hmm. in the draft, what, three years ago? I'm reminded mm -hmm. of Kevin Durant, who's only maybe one of the 10 best players in the history of the league. Uh, that's who he reminds me of, a really long kid. But his he has a guard skill set to him. And we just haven't had anybody like that at Alabama. And he has a lot of development to do. This dude has only played basketball three years that's why he blows me away that's why i'm going over the top with all these this kid has only played the sport three years and he's 6 11 and does what he does with the ball i mean we've never signed anybody like this so uh i couldn't be more excited i hope we get to play basketball sometime this century yeah, if we play American basketball next year, we're going to be hell. I mean, we're going to be good. I will go so far as to say, even with Josh Primo, who is more highly regarded, I think this kid is the the best impact player we've signed in this class. I, absolutely. I and absolutely. I mean, it's hard to get bigger than Colin Sexton for us because he was a 
five-star that really could have signed with anybody, and he was a one-and-done in the eighth pick in the draft. But this kid is that good. He's that good. He, he's, he's a completely different kid because Colin's a normal-sized human being and a point guard, and, you know, Colin was a point guard who looked like a point guard and played like a point guard, and this kid is such a 6'11 freak with the ball in his hands. I'm not sure what to call him, but in terms of the hype coming in and what I expect to see on the court, he's Colin Sexton. Yeah, I think I think that's good in terms of the hype. There's no doubt about that. Um, but and, and clearly, I mean, clearly this kid is patterned his game after Kevin Durant. Is he Kevin Durant? Yeah. I mean, let's not go nuts. I mean, look, that's, here's the other thing, that's though. That's not fair. Just yeah. like Josh Primo, he is re- – yeah, he's reclassified. So he's young right. for his class, or he will be Correct. young for his class. So you've got now two of our guys who are expected to come in and kick – kick ass are young guys by any stretch of the imagination and both of them are potential one and done guys that's you know look that's that's something to split hairs about later on but the other thing that i thought about when you said he's only been playing basketball for like three years i mean that doesn't mean he didn't know what a basketball was until somebody was like here's here's this spalding and it's the diameter is this and you bounce it and then that's not exactly what it was it's it's just I think it's he hadn't been playing true competitive basketball except for about three years. And you know what, Jimmy? I think there's part of that in me that says this could be a good thing for somebody like him because when he was when he was younger, um, assuming he took the the standard growth route that he's always right. been kind of big. I mean, he's six eleven. I mean, I doubt he had one of those. Oh, between his you know, sophomore and junior years of high school, he shot up 11 inches kind of moments. I mean, it's not to say this never happened, but, uh, you know, it's rare. rare. I'm I'm assuming that some people probably would have had him doing a lot of post stuff from day one, and then he would have to work his way out. Well, the game's right. changed so much, even in these last couple of years, that when you see a guy like him that's slender and lanky and long, you're like, let's just – Let's stick him out at three-point land and see what goes on. And he maybe he developed was able to develop a game around that instead of develop around the basket and then work his way out. So maybe he'll be a better perimeter shooter. But I think you're absolutely right in terms of the best skilled big man we've ever signed. And, and a friend of ours texted us, you know, what about Antonio McDice? And I think McDice was just, oh, he was so powerful and twitchy and and destructible. I mean, he, McDice was, he was a force of nature. This kid is um, smoother than McDice. McDice was more geometry to me. I mean, he was like, you know, he was all 45 degree angles and then, you know, 72 degree angles. This guy seems more fluid. Um, Yeah. Like Ben Simmons. I mean, I remember the very first time I saw the very first time I saw Ben Simmons play in a basketball game. Uh, on TV, he must have been a freshman LSU, I guess, because I, I, I didn't see him in high school. But uh, when I saw Ben Simmons the first time, what blew me it blew me away how how comfortable he was on the perimeter, even though he was built like a center, particularly for the college game. I mean, Ben Simmons was tall and long, and he can dunk without leaving with with leaving his feet on the floor, you know. But he handled the ball and he passed it so well. You're like. What kind of skill level? And, of course, Ben Simmons ends up being the first pick. Uh, This kid's a lot like that, where where you're like, 
he handles the ball. Whenever anybody over 6'8 at Alabama for years, going back to maybe Horry, uh, anybody over 6'8, I cringe when they have the ball, other than when they're, they're past the ball in the paint. I mean, most 6'8 guys, even at the college level, that's not who you want the ball. You don't want the ball in their hands. They're going to turn it over. Not this kid. This kid handles it like a guard. And uh, it, it's unbelievable to watch. And then when you factor in his age and the fact he hasn't played ball, I tell you another guy who he's like that's an unfair comparison is Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, yeah. he, he, he's, he's very European. And by that meaning, he's tall, he's long, but he is very comfortable playing on the perimeter. And what's going to be foreign to him, pardon the pun, is uh, banging bodies in the post. I mean, that's what he's going to have to do that at Alabama. He's going to have to do that in the NBA, but he's going to have to do that at Alabama. And my guess is his learning curve is going to be dealing with 240 pound brutes under the basket. And, and he will see that. And he's going to have to learn how to defend that and score over it. Jimmy, we want to tell everybody again to go visit rockauto.com, R O C K. A-U-T-O, if you didn't know how to spell rock and or auto, I just gave it out. Um, so cheating is acceptable. Uh, go to rockauto.com and get your chassis, get your uh, get your timing belt, get your ball bearings. It's all ball bearings these days. Get your windshield wipers, get your rear view mirrors, get your side mirrors, all that junk, man. They got it all. And look, I don't know how to do any of it. I don't know how to put any of it on, but... I really do think sometimes I'm going to use rock auto when somebody tells me I need something for my car and then have somebody that does know what they're doing, put it in. Because I think that's like the least expensive way to go because I think that's where they get you is I come in there and I don't know what I'm talking about. And then they're like, well, this costs $700. Well, I'm going to go price compare that now from a, from rock auto. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm about to have some more drivers in my family. Uh, as some of my kids are getting older and they, they're going to want gracious. cars and things. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to, it is frightening. So I'm anyway, I'm going to go to rockauto.com and you should too. We appreciate them so much. Uh, they're being a part of all the locked on podcast. They're great people. And um, they have done, they've been with us now for a few weeks and we certainly do appreciate them. Want you, everybody to go check them out. Use promo code locked on. And uh, they'll help you out a little bit. Jimmy, I do want to ask you something here. And maybe this is me being, uh, you know, I need that Prevagen. You know, have you seen that that commercial for Prevagen? It helps your memory. It's not like for total memory loss or anything. It doesn't, you know, if it was for total memory loss, there would never be a soap opera ever that would have a plot. Because, I mean, if you could fix memory loss, I mean, what the good's a soap opera now? I mean, that's. I need it it so bad. I can't even remember. I can't even remember what the memory (laughs) drugs are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I see the commercial and it says, hey, this is this is a, a good memory drug you need. And mine is now so bad that I'm like, oh, damn, I can't even remember what drug they say on the memory drug commercials. But yeah, you'll we'll like, go with uh, Prevagen. We'll go with Prevagen. Yeah, I I'll keep, assume that's not like a female hormone supplement. And we'll go with that. I kept thinking that it was uh, Prevagen was a little blue pill. But now I'm just freaking everybody out because I'm forgetting everything <laughs> And I'm walking around fully erect. It's very disturbing. <laughs> that's, a, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. That's a, yeah. And I keep forgetting how I'm disturbing all these people. But anyway, they don't forget. They never we forget. To, we need to start naming things more clearly <laughs> and, and to avoid problems like that. But I wanted to, the reason I asked, wanted to bring up my memory is because 
You keep saying Robert Horry. You say Horry. it like Horry. It's Ori, yeah. isn't it? It's Ori. It's but it's you Robert said Horry. Horry like three times. I did say Horry one day. I, I, I'll say it both. I'll say it both ways. <laughs> but you know, I know it's Robert Ori, and maybe we should just call him Big Shot Bob. But I think it's pronounced Ori. But I mean, it's 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 an H right in the. I mean, when it's H O R R Y, it's fair to say Hori, regardless of how the guy says it. It's fair. I agree with you, but it's the same with this guy, this Alex Tchaiku. I guess that's how we're going, or just Chaiku. Why the hell is the T there? It screws up everything. It screws up. You know, if I ever were to start a file on this guy, then I would, you know, my folder would be labeled something, and every time I'd be like, "Where's it?" I'd be telling the secretary, "Hey, where's that file on Alex?" Chaiku, and they'd be like, I keep looking under all the C's, and then I'd have to go through every file and be like, Oh shit, I forgot. It starts with a T. Why does it start with a T? I don't know why it starts with a T. Hey, why my do buddy put Randy, uh... huh? Yeah, yeah, my you, buddy, you went... uh, Randy Kennedy, yeah, my, my uh, radio partner, Randy Kennedy, he makes he makes a good point. He's been covering recruiting and sports in the state for years and years, and this is a soapbox thing for him. And I'm giving him credit because he's so right about it. Let me tell you, he'll get upset about it, but he is 100% right. These recruiting guys, and, and a lot of them are our friends, particularly the ones that cover recruiting for Alabama, they don't do this, and, and, and they need to do it. 100% of them need to do this. When they are covering recruiting for Alabama and a kid commits to us that does not have the last name of a Smith, a Brown, a Jones, or a Walker, and they don't have a first name like Bob or Fred, uh, when they have a uh, unusual first name or last name and they commit, there needs to be a pronunciation guide with it. They need to phonetically pronounce it so the fans know how to say it. And and to him, it's a soapbox thing. Like, why isn't that 100% standard in the industry? And he couldn't be more right. He couldn't be more right. It's a service to the kid. It's a service to the fans. And what's what's worse, these recruiting guys know how to say it because they've already talked to the family and as high school coach, they know how to say it. Why 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 don't they do a pronunciation with the first few articles when they mention I, the kid after he's committed? It's it's crazy I, that they I don't. Have a, I, have a, I have a theory. They enjoy right. watching us butcher these names. <laughs> it's the only good theory. And I don't it's think the only look, real I'm not laughing. I kind of no, like that right. they I mean if they if they are that genius to come up to be that diabolical, <laughs> I love it because that is kind of cool because it really there's so many people out there thinking, is it to chai coo? Is it just to chai and like, or is it just chai or is it, what is it to Kiku that it's Achu? Like, and so his name would be, if you did like a period Chu, you'd be like Achu and it's everybody's going to be like Gesundheit. I mean, Gesundheit. it's, it's um i don't know who says gesundheit anymore i don't know I don't the only know. german I word we're... i like is schadenfreude and i'm not even sure i'm saying that right but um <laughs> anywho his other finalists were arizona and usc florida state illinois st john's mississippi state and st mary's and i think that list is a bit deceiving because had everybody known months and months ago he'd be reclassifying there's no doubt in my mind he would have been a much hotter commodity. The other thing about this kid, um, on his Twitter page, he committed to Alabama, and, and I'll just read off what he says. It says, first, I'd like to thank God. Without strong belief in a relationship with God, I, um, I wouldn't be in the blessed position that I am right now. Thanks to my brother, trainer, coach, Julius V, that believed in me 
and trained me not only to be a better basketball player, but a better man and yada, yada, yada. In the end, he's committed to Alabama. But his picture, Jimmy, this dude is all legs. I mean, he's got a, like, he's wearing like an Alabama jersey. Obviously, that's photoshopped on there. But his legs go all the way up to like his neck. And then it's just he look he looks kind of like a person that my three year old draws, you know, where it's just a head and then arms and huge legs. That's what young that's what toddlers draw. And um, that's I think that's great for a basketball guy. I mean, look, I'm a big torso guy. And in basketball, that didn't help me at all. All it did was give more people chances to knee me in the gut or elbow me in the chest. That didn't help me at all. I needed more legs. <laughs> It's, you know, I, when you're talking about, like, where he's ranked and him reclassifying and it affecting his recruiting list, I think watching him, you know, because we know how football recruiting rankings work, and I'm sure basketball is very similar. And, and, and rankings are something that morph and change over time. So had he stayed in the 22 class where, where he was, I mean, or the 21 class, had he stayed in that, who knows, maybe, maybe by November he's made his way into the top 10. That's how good. I think this guy is, I, I watch him on tape and I'm like, this is a top 10 guy. And I think he was ranked in the twenties or the thirties, maybe the thirties, but that was yeah. when he was with the 21 group. Uh, again, what people need to remember is there's more time between now and when those rankings are finalized. And this is a kid who was only going to go up in those rankings. Alabama is signing a guy whose talent level is more typical of what you see at Duke, Kansas, Michigan State yep. and Kentucky. That that's how good this guy is. He's not he's not like, oh wow, this is one of the better guys coming to the SEC. No, no, this is one of the better guys in the United States. And uh now he but but he does have some development. I'm talking about skill level. Some kids need to develop. Like when we signed a DJ Fluker in football, we knew he could be great. And and he was a top ten pick in the NFL draft, but DJ didn't show up a top ten pick. He had to we had to make him into one. He had to work his way. He had to work his way into the top 10. And he did because he worked his ass off. He still does. Uh, that's what this kid's got to do. There's a lot of work ahead of this guy. But that's how good he can be. All right, Jimmy, for the final segment, a um, couple of things. This bumps Alabama's recruiting class in the composite of 24-7 to number 12 in the country. Um, the next closest SEC team is at number nine with uh, Auburn. Uh, so it, Alabama's class is still only six in the SEC. The SEC in basketball is quickly catching up to the SEC in football in terms of recruiting prowess. But what is also interesting to me, looking at Auburn's class versus Alabama's class, and um, Auburn's got one five-star, one four-star, and three three-stars. Uh, that five-star, of course, is driving their ranking pretty heavily. Well, Alabama's got three four-stars and two three-stars. And frankly, I don't know that I don't like our class better with the, with this addition. Auburn's class was clearly better without Alex uh, Tachaiku or Chaiku or whatever, uh, just Alex. Without Alex's commitment, um, Auburn's class was better. I think with this guy's commitment, if if you watch this guy's highlight reel, and again, I don't like to be suckered into highlight reels too much because they're exactly that. Nobody gives you a highlight tape and it's just mundane bullshit. That wouldn't be a highlight tape. That'd be a mundane tape. And um, this, they're going to give you highlights of like good things they do. They're never going to show you their deficiencies. Well, there's no doubt in my mind this kid's got some deficiencies because he's he's going to be young for his class. Um, he hadn't been playing that long, et cetera, et cetera. 
But when you watch this kid's highlight tape and you and you realize, oh my God, he's six eleven playing against other beasts in the sport, you know, that at their level, um, and he's he's kicking ass and he's dunking like with ferocity. He's he's shooting threes with ease. I mean, he doesn't have this super silky jumper from beyond the arc, but if you're six eleven, you're not gonna have a silky smooth jumper from beyond the arc. But he's got one that you ain't blocking, and he makes it. I mean, this – I'm going to tell you, man, I, I am as excited about this kid as I am about Josh Primo or Keon Ellis or any of the other guys we have signed this year. So I think that's a big deal. And another guy – go switch into football, uh, Amarius Mims has decided he's going to commit on August 15th. Um, I still do not like Alabama's chances very much. In fact, I really – Frankly, I'm not sure how in the hell it would work um, because you assume we get one of the Brockemeyers. We've also already got J.C. Latham, so there's two tackles. I mean, what yeah. the – taking a Mary's Mims doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it makes sense in the sense that he is a super badass, and so, but it doesn't make sense uh, in, in reality. You know what I mean? No, that's right. Uh, well, first of all, I, I think it's going to be Georgia anyway. I mean, I, I think yeah. that's Georgia. So um, I, don't, I don't think it's something we have to worry about. But in the end, do you take Brockermeyer, Mims, and Latham? Yeah, you do. You take them all. But but I, I think Amarius Mims is going to Georgia. And uh, I, I don't think we have to squeeze him in. I, I sincerely hope I'm wrong because that dude is a player. But uh, probably Georgia there. Yeah. And here's the thing, wherever that guy goes, somebody's going to have to squeeze him in because he is a monster and you're going to have to do a lot of squeezing to get him in there. He is a, he is a beast dude. And I do think he ends up at Georgia and I, you know, Hey, look, that's, that's just one that I think he was headed to Georgia uh, from the jump. So it's well, not, he's a, from there. not a big deal. And he, he's from, yeah, this will be a much from, bigger loss if he's from Birmingham or enterprise or Troy or Mobile. <laughs> but no, this is a, he's from Georgia. So this is to be expected. Is uh, any other basketball news out there? Uh, in terms of basketball, not not really. I mean, uh, but I, I just, you know, it, it's, it's I mean, I'll, I'll say the last thing I'll say is, you know, and since there's only 13 basketball players, there probably hasn't been a time since the late 80s. If you ask me, quick, name every player on the team, and I can just <laughs> spit it out. But this morning when I was realizing that we're going to be adding another guy to the roster this fall, it, it's almost, it's hard. And again, maybe I need this Prevagen that we're talking about, although I don't I don't need to be walking around with your problem. So I hope it is Prevagen that, that, <laughs> that I need to be taking. But I uh, it, it was hard to, to like, like, OK, who are the guys on our roster? It's hard just to sit there without without Googling, because that's how much roster turnover we have. It's like an all new team this fall. And a lot of these guys are super great prospects. and They're going to be good players right away. So. Uh, I can't. I can't wait. Nate Oates has done just an unbelievable job of quickly transforming this roster into exactly what he wants. Yeah, and I, and I said basketball. What I actually meant was, is there anything else out there recruiting wise you can tell us about? Well, I, I, I said the, basketball. The next, that's on me. Yeah, I think where we that's left my it bad. the other day. <laughs> We've gone back to my bad being mandatory. When uh, now, I I think where we left it the other day, it's like who's going to be next? Is it Jaquincy McKinstry? Is it Kendrick Blackshire? Is it the the Brockermeyer brothers? Uh, you know that they're the ones that, that all seem to be kind of on deck in terms of who might who might commit next. 
I would also say, even though I don't necessarily have a name that I feel super confident about, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see something happen soon at quarterback with Alabama, just because you know Alabama would like to add a quarterback. It's just kind of tough settling on a name other than maybe Luke Altmyer, but I would still I would still look at Jalen Milrow as a possibility. Uh, you know, you, you could see a flip from a you know you could see a flip elsewhere. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, I guess Altmyer would be kind of the the betting favorite, but. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see something happen at quarterback. Yeah, it'd be nice to have some more good football recruiting news on the back of last week, which was very good. And, you know, it's just, um, I mean, boy, we just keep, we need some of these good football news tidbits to keep coming out. And because, frankly, Jimmy, man, it is getting desperate out there. I'm, I'm, I met a, a friend of mine who actually delivered my last child. And um, I was talking to him just at the pool the other day and and I said he, he's pretty well connected to, to Alabama and sports in general and he's not necessarily a team doctor or anything but he, he he's connected and I asked him point blank I said what do you think uh, he said there he said I can't foresee a situation where we have a season he said now right. now keep in mind I'm a doctor so I'm always going to be on the side of caution and I'm always going to be you know, a little bit more worried about some of this than, than other folks. And maybe I'm not as tied into the actual goings on, but he said, I just given what I know, and this isn't exactly his field. I mean, his field isn't contagious viruses, but um, he, he said, I know people that are in that field and um, yeah, I don't see how in the world we're going to do this thing. He said, I just don't see it. And, and then he said, I see problems trying to do it in these other uh pick your poison type ways, like cut a few games out and do it this way. He said, I can see all these problems. And he said, frankly, until everybody um, just isolates themselves to the best of their ability and everybody wears masks and everybody uh, stays six feet apart and everybody does this and everybody does that. He said, it's going to be tough to, to really overcome this thing. Um, And he said it in such a way without actually saying this, that made me think he understands that uh, everybody wearing a mask, everybody six feet away, nobody going to visit anybody ever again. <laughs> All those things just aren't <laughs> going to happen. Like he, he's like, I, I understand some things are going to go on anyway, um, but uh, that that's even more reason to think there won't be a football season. It left me rather depressed because I've been under operating under the assumption that we will have football this year, and if we don't, Jimmy, I'm, I, I can't even dive into what my fall will look like without football. I just, I don't want to get there yet. That's going to depress a dude who's already had some, some issues with depression. I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm less optimistic. It's not one thing. It's not inside scoop. It's not anything other than a general feeling that's out there. And I'm less optimistic today than I've been at any point. And, and I won't be surprised if by late in the week, the talk is, what is a spring football season going to look like uh, if we kick this thing off in March? I think, I think the the conversation may switch to that even by the end of this week. I hope not. I want football so badly this fall, I, even if I can't be there, even if every game we have to watch on TV and, and, and our kids play in front of an empty stadium, I'd still like that as to any other alternative. But those things are out of our hands and those decisions will be made by others. But um, I'm kind of half expecting even by the end of this week, the talk is, all right, what would a season look like if it kicks off in March? 
Oh God, Jimmy, don't don't even do that to I me. Know. I mean, because see, here's the other thing. That would be the most Alabama thing that's ever happened to Alabama in the sense that we're finally excited about March Madness uh-huh. and we're finally get, getting people uh, uh, fired up about basketball again. And football comes in, you know, and just moves this big butt in between everything else. And, you know, basketball, suddenly people aren't quite as fired up about that anymore. I mean, you know, I – I just don't I, – I don't think how – I don't see how a spring season helps us. And everybody's like, well, any football is better than no football. You know, I, I don't think a spring season would go well for Alabama. We have too many guys that will probably say, hey, I'm headed sit to the out. pros, man. I can't do this. That's true. We would right. have a bunch sit out. There, there's no doubt. I would say eight to ten. I mean, we could sit where, you know, maybe the next – when we know this is more of a certainty, we'll go over a list. But, yeah, it could be eight to ten Alabama players that just wouldn't play. In the spring, they would just prepare for the draft. Likewise, though, our competition would be similar. Here, here's two more kids we wouldn't see play college football this season: Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. They wouldn't be playing either. So, oh God, you, you know, they wouldn't play either. I mean, uh, they 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 got, oh, God. they got they got too many too much to prepare for. It would be the the weirdest thing ever. I don't even really want to seriously contemplate contemplate it because I think it would suck so bad for so many reasons. But uh. I'll just let's just leave the show with this odd thought of what our fall could look like. No high school football on Fridays, no college football on Saturdays, but Sundays full of NFL football. I think the NFL's going to play. Oh, the NFL is going to play. The NFL's going to play. High school and you college. You can't keep won't. them down. And no, here's the thing: right. if somebody decides they're not going to play, they'll be like, "Okay, we played with scabs before, and guess what? We do. We'll we'll do it again." So, well, and we got you're right, these are professional professional athletes paid millions of dollars. So, yep. yes, there's a lot of risk, but they're getting paid a lot of money, and uh, and and the, and the country will be hungry for football, and the ratings would be huge, especially with no high school and college football. And uh, I think the NFL is going to go on, so we might have football this fall, but it might all be the pros. And we got to wait until the spring to see the amateurs, but but we'll we'll see. There's still a lot that could happen, and uh, Godspeed to the uh, nerds in the lab coats that are making the vaccines. <laughs> we love you, nerds. Um, y'all should go check out Locked On SEC. Uh, it's also another podcast from this family of networks. They got Locked On ACC and Locked On Big Ten, but go check out Locked On SEC because if you're listening to the Alabama podcast, unless you're just a masochist i mean you're an sec fan too so go check out locked on sec and jimmy that's going to do it for this episode and we will be back on wednesday so roll tight everybody roll tight